Welcome back to another episode of New York City Meets Bama. I'm your host, Chris Merriman. With Katarina. <laughs> uh, why don't you tell everybody what you've had going on this week? Let's see. So I came out with a package for social media, and so that's going really well. I'm excited for that, but it's been keeping me busy, which is a good thing. And I have a new CRM that I've been using, and once it officially launches, I'm going to share with which one it is. But I love it, but I am experiencing everything that I didn't like technology for. So that's great. Love <laughs> technology when it doesn't want to cooperate, but everything else is going well. And Chris and I have an exciting venture that we're going into. I guess we're launching it, what, in October? I can't believe it's already October. It's not yet, but it will be. It will be October. It's spooky <laughs> season. It's getting there, yeah. And uh, inside October, we've got a event scheduled to go see Andy Elliott. That'll be fun. He's going to make me work out. I was unaware of what I signed up for exactly because one of my buddies, Bobby, went and he said, you got to sign up. So now we're going and we're working out with whoever trained The Rock. I don't know all these guys' names, but I know there's Bradley, Andy Elliott, Wes Watson, like a couple of these guys. So Oh, interesting. Yeah, it'd be neat. And then your parents are coming in before that, so... We'll oh, see. yeah. They, they've parents. never been to Alabama, have they? No. Oh, boy. My dad said he went to a bar, I think he said, on the cusp of Florida in Alabama. I, I don't Flora think that's Bama, the true. Yeah, I don't think that's the true example of what Alabama's like, but... I think that bar has a TikTok called Floribama. Really? Yeah. I should look it up. <laughs> but, yeah, they're coming here. <laughs> Let them experience the true Alabama life and hide the other parts. <laughs> we'll see. Maybe he'll like it. Oh, yeah, well, my mom already told me that she was willing to move to Alabama <laughs> before she even came here. It's going to be perfect. She misses her baby girl. Yeah, and they're going to drive all the way back to Connecticut. So that's going to be, oh, has your dad ever drove that far? Yeah, yeah. I only know him We've driven to Florida. From Connecticut? Yeah, that's yeah. 24 hours. That's awesome. Okay, I don't think it's 24 hours, but. Yeah, it is. To Miami? No, to Orlando. I don't think so. We're Maybe. looking it up. We're looking it up. <laughs> I want to know. All right. Well. No, I'm looking it up. Okay. Okay. Florida to. Uh huh. Oh, drive. I didn't put. Yeah. Drive. Now we're getting all the flights. Yeah. <laughs> flights are too expensive. Oh, you're right. 18 hours. Yeah. Makes better sense. Maybe 24 hours because you're in the car. Yeah, by the time I have to pee, get snacks, you know, all those mm -hmm, those things. Mm -hmm. All right. What else is new with you, Christopher? Are you a little tired today? No, I'm not tired. I'd like to add that it is 5 o'clock at night while we're doing this, and... That's not night. It's evening, and then it's still daylight outside. So? So? I know. I'm more out from you and Bobby. Jeez. <laughs> you guys haven't met Bobby yet. Bobby is Chris's partner. Not romantic partner, <laughs> <laughs> business partner. We do. And he together. came to the office today to have a business conversation. And Bobby has the energy that I have, and he wore me out. So it was just like everybody was jumping around trying to explain things. It's like yeah, like being inside a jungle gym. <laughs> it was fun, but that was at literally ten o'clock. But it ended at like three. <laughs> yeah. 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 So we're getting a late start to this, but it's okay. We're ready. We're energized. Chris has his monster. We should sponsor monster. Monster. No, they should sponsor us. 
Your brother is sponsored by Monster. No, it, they, the way it works is we... Okay, I, I see, I see. Never mind. <laughs> anyway, back to business. Okay. What is this podcast episode going to be about? We're going through some of the, um, the ups and downs and mindsets needed to handle it as a young entrepreneur. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. we all know that. <laughs> I have definitely been through it. That's right, that's right. At least me. I know Chris ha- can handle his emotions, but I cry like every other day. No, I'm just kidding. That was in the beginning. <laughs> now it's just once a week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't think it's because the entrepreneur journey. I think it's just who you are. And question one. <laughs> well, anyway. <laughs> we all know being an entrepreneur is hard. It comes with lots of mental challenges and confidence struggles. For me, I've dealt with imposter syndrome and found that talking to someone has helped me find myself and strengthen my confidence. It can be difficult to navigate it on your own. Now, because of professional therapists, you don't have to. And that's why I'm excited to tell you about today's sponsor, BetterHelp. BetterHelp can give you tools to approach your life in a very different way. No matter where you are, you can talk to a professional therapist that fits your unique needs and an affordable cost. Just fill out a few questions and BetterHelp can match you to a professional therapist in just days. Put yourself first and use BetterHelp services today and you will receive 10% off your first month of BetterHelp. Use the link in the description below this show. You deserve to be happy too. Use the link betterhelp.com slash NYC meets Bama. Again, betterhelp, H-E-L-P slash NYC meets Bama. BetterHelp wants all of you to be as successful as possible and help you reach your fullest potential. Connect with a therapist today. So, as a young entrepreneur, do you ever experience doubt? Oh my god, all the time. Although doubt now looks more like just chitter chatter in my head that I try to block out. I feel like doubt happens a lot when you don't have confidence in the work that you're providing and if you just build up your confidence and do all the things to build that up then your doubt will decrease but also just surrounding yourself by the people that are super positive around you and believe in you will also increase your confidence and your capability to keep going but is a lot of it actually doubts or is it Like, what is your internal thoughts saying? It's chitter chatter. It's literally you just looking at yourself like there's everything that's negative and no positive. You aren't looking at what everyone else is seeing, the positive parts, the things that are actually going well. You're only looking at the little tiny parts that are going slightly wrong. Yeah, I think that's natural human behavior too because everybody can strive to do better, but as soon as they're running from pain, they move a lot faster. So if you're trying to climb a hill and you're like, oh yeah, I'm gonna win this you know, gold medal if I make it to the top, but if there's a fire climbing up the hill behind you, all of a sudden you're gonna make it a lot faster, right? Because it's a lot easier to run from the pain than it is run for the glory. So you're saying that the doubt is the pain that we're running from? No, I'm saying it's um, your own internalization of thoughts that's creating yeah. the chitter chatter, right? So. The chitter chatter is your body trying to, or your mind trying to process your emotions in a way that can drive you or stop you because it's your fight or flight mode kicking back and forth. It's yeah. chitter chatter, right? It's fight or flight. And your body prefers to be pushed because it can drive away from that a lot easier. Whereas you have to 
train yourself to push forward as an entrepreneur. Yeah. It's interesting. Mm -hmm. So can you recall any moments when friends, peers, family members, things like that caused doubt or caused any, anything like that that was uh, painful for you emotionally? Yeah, literally all the time. I mean, now I grew up with a family that was super supportive. So my dad's an entrepreneur. My mom was the wife of an entrepreneur. So super supportive to my dad. And when I was about to graduate, I told them that I didn't want to go get a job and I wanted to go straight into entrepreneurship. And they told me, you can't do that. You have to go see what it's like. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> my dad knew that I was eventually going to quit anyway and figure it out. But they wanted me to experience both to just kind of see what it was like. Because if I went straight into entrepreneurship, they told me that I would kind of have doubts or question what the opposite life was like. And from the point that I'm at now, I don't think I needed that. <laughs> I honestly knew what I was getting into and knew what it was like because I did many jobs during college. So once I graduated, I... <clears throat> obviously got a job and now that I'm an entrepreneur my parents are very supportive now and my family they're like when are you getting a job what do you mean when am I getting a job I work every day mm -hmm. and then my friends the ones that really know me and know my work ethic are super supportive but then I've had friends that are like what happens if this doesn't work out like what's your plan b what do you do with those friends so you can't really change people so I choose to spend my time wisely with those people. So if I want to just have fun and I set my mind that I'm going to just have fun that night and that's it, then those are the people I hang out with if my other group of friends aren't available. But the people that are super supportive and have the same mindset and same career path are usually the ones that will stick around and be with me in all the ups and downs. Like I could go to them for anything that I need if I have something that I'm super stressed about, they'll understand and they'll support me. But the people that have a day job and kind of are looking at me like I'm crazy for doing this aren't going to be that supportive and are just going to tell me, well, maybe you should quit. Right. Yeah, yeah, you control the five people that are you're around the most and those people reflect on you, right? Like you start picking up personalities and things of those individuals. So yeah. you get to choose that. You get to regulate it. Even if you're saying, oh, I don't have a car. Oh, I'm locked in this place. I go to school with these people, whatever it is, even if you have to isolate from those people and get a freaking pen pal. Like a lot of my friends or the people that I try to influence myself with was people on YouTube, like watching influencers that I enjoyed and, and wanted to consume their content because that was the ideologies I wanted and I couldn't find it around me until I started traveling. Once I started traveling now, I've got friends all over the nation and that's who my core group is. Even though they're not in my back door, that's what it took for yeah. me to stay going by myself. And that's the same with reading books too. Like what you get out of reading a inspirational book, the knowledge that you get out of it is equivalent to what you would get from spending time with friends that are not equivalent actually, but they're helping you grow the same way. Right. So you just want to make sure your peer group is growing with that yeah, same ideology. Exactly. And I think having friends in all parts of the world doing all different industries, especially entrepreneurship are the type of people that you want to have. And even though they're not in your city, there's still people that you can call at any time and will listen to you and be there for you. Yeah. Besides people that I do some business with, I've got like three friends that I talk to totally that are still here. I have two friends in Alabama. I'm growing, <laughs> <laughs> but no, they're great. Well, just like Andrew just came in before the podcast. Yeah. And we're like, you know, running through our new business model. 
And his first things out of his mouth were because he saw a problem. He's like, I'm not doubting you, but I see an issue. Yeah, right? I like, heard that. That like, was great. Yeah, so that kind of stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But, all right, for all the people here, what strategies and habits do you use to help isolate those bad thoughts and control those negative emotions or doubts that you have? Okay. Strategy to prevent the negative thoughts and whatnot, the chitter-chatter. Well, what I do is I used to get in my head all the time about that. So since then, what I've been doing is journaling, writing down my what I'm grateful for has really made a difference. I actually took a psychology of happiness class. I don't think I told you this. No, psychology. that would explain it though. My gosh. Mm -hmm. Psychology of happiness. So the whole thing was about the things that you surround yourself with are going to make you happy and the way that you set your mind to be is going to shift your mind to think a certain way. So if you think negative thoughts and you don't look at the positive parts of your day, you're automatically going to think of the negative. So you have to basically brainwash or set your mind to think positively and think of the positive things that happen in the day. So that's where the affirmations come into place. So if you write down your affirmations in the morning, so what are you grateful for? You can start off with your family. You can start off with having a home or even just having a job. Like start it off easy and then just grow from there. And eventually you're gonna run out of the typical things and you're gonna really get down to the nitty gritty. Like affirmations could be, I did so great on this project that I did this week, or I was really proud of myself for the test that I got on, or the grade that I got on a test this week. So it can be super specific, and it's just to boost up your energy and your confidence and make sure that the chitter-chatter exits your head. Because if you tell yourself, this isn't good enough, no one's going to like it, I'm going to fail, that's just not going to do anything. So basically turn those into positives and tell yourself, this is good enough, I'm going to succeed, and I'm going to do a good job of this. Yeah, because well, I mean, a lot of the reality is coming from your own perception of what you're doing, right? Yeah. It's the law of attraction. So it will manifest into your reality. If you think it's going to fail, guaranteed. It's like 90% that it's not going to work. So that's interesting. A lot of people don't understand what the law of attraction means. They think, oh, me just saying it isn't going to make it happen. Obviously. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, yeah. But the point is you're telling your mind something. You're saying it out loud putting it out into the universe so it kind of brainwashes everyone else that this is going to happen and they're expecting it. So internally you're thinking to yourself, okay, if I'm saying to my friends that this is going to happen, I need it to happen. So you're going to set actions in place for that thing to happen and you set it out in the universe and then it happened because you took action. Yeah. If you don't take action, it's not going to happen. Yeah, I remember the first time that we closed a house in three days, we were like desperate for the money. We needed it bad. Yeah. And we'd never done anything nowhere near that. We were actually on a beach vacation whenever it happened. And Andrew was with me there. How long ago was that? I don't know. A couple years ago? Something like that? Probably two years? Three years? Really? Yeah. Oh. So it was intriguing, but we did that. And uh, it was a lot of law of attraction because we were doing something we had never accomplished before. Mm -hmm. So instinctually, everybody said it was impossible. But yeah. it was just me almost rooting for myself that, hey, we're going to keep pushing, keep pushing. We know it's about to happen. It's about to happen. Yeah, you're going to have people that are going to tell you that's not possible. Like, I'm not going to name names, but someone in my life has told me that you can't be a influencer. It's so hard to be an influencer. You should just quit now so you don't fail. Oh, like, yeah. that's not an option. 
Yeah. As an entrepreneur, even just like any human, you shouldn't set yourself to expect to fail. Right. That's like being overweight, wanting to lose weight, going into the gym and just expecting yourself not to lose the weight. Not expecting yourself to run a mile because, oh, I can't do it. I'm not capable because everyone else told me I can't. You're the only person that's living your life and you have to just believe in yourself because no one else is going to see the hard work you put in. No one else is going to really see the reward that you get until you are at the very top because you didn't listen to them. And they're going to stay in that spot. That's right, yeah. They'll root for you while you're below them, and then as soon as you start creeping past, they'll start dragging you back down. Misery loves company. Ooh, Ooh. good one. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So with all those thoughts and all the external influences from friends and family and such, how do you tell who's actually helping you that has constructive criticism versus who's just a hater that's got no baseline? They're not really your friend. You're just around them, and they're actually just trying to drag you down to where they are or keep you down. Yeah. So... To tell the difference is a friend is someone that will tell you things that you maybe don't want to hear or tell you their perspective of something and you can take it or leave it. That's the option of having a friend that tells you something like that. But at the end of the day, they believe in you and they want to see you succeed. They're only telling you because they want to see you grow. They want to see you fix the challenge that they are pointing out and move forward from that and keep going. Someone that is just telling you, oh, I don't like this, this, and this, and this, and I don't think you're going to be successful. That person doesn't want to see you grow. That person doesn't want to actually help you. They're just trying to put you down because they know and are jealous that you're going to succeed eventually, and they want to just bring you down with them. Yeah. Yeah, so whenever I was first starting my real estate journey, I had people that would come by and say, this looks like a hard project, but if you move, you know, do these pieces or do a room at a time, right? that you would get it accomplished. So that's what I would do. And then I had other people come in and say, I would stop now or maybe burn it down or something because there's no way you're gonna get this thing finished. It's, it's the hardest thing I've ever seen. And it's just because people wanted me to stop and drag down and stay comfort yeah. with them. Yeah, because they can't see themselves doing it, so how could you possibly do it? Right, exactly. Yeah. Or they're scared that you're actually going to do it and they know they, they would never be able to get mm -hmm. it done. Yeah. yeah, and that's the best feeling. <laughs> it is the best feeling. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> yeah, with that being the best feeling, how do you, as an entrepreneur, gain that kind of confidence where you're able to move forward and have your own belief system that, hey, I'm going to get this done and it's going to go great? And how do you have that game change for everybody? Because a lot of people suffer and, and get held down by their peers and family. Yeah, so what I've done growing since I graduated high school till now, I've noticed that leaning into my core group, my core support system has been a game changer like they are the people that I go to no matter what and if I have any self-doubt they will then tell me you're fine you're doing great like everything's gonna be okay just keep going the path that you're in my dad growing up especially in college I always remind myself what he used to tell me and that is keep going trust the process and you're going to be okay he always used to tell me that so <laughs> that's something that I always used to remind myself about I'd write it down constantly I journal about it, journal about how I'm feeling, and journal about all the action steps that I have to take. If you are confident in the steps that you're taking and know that those steps will then lead you into the direction that you want to be in, the goal that you're trying to achieve, then it gives you the confidence to go into that direction because there is no way to fail if you have a plan, right? So you no keep going, yeah. Yeah. Like, there's going to be challenges. 
Yeah, and I'd say never one time that I, if I had a plan that lasted over three months that I accomplished the goal according to that plan. But yeah. I still accomplished the goal. It just right. didn't go how I expected or planned. So as long as you have a essential game plan, you know the direction you're going in, you're going to be okay. You know the next step. That's all you need. You just need the next step to get you a little bit further. Or you just need to pick a next step. Yeah, Cause exactly. Because here's my, you know, I normally make my plan, it would look like this. And then the route to get there would look something like that, <laughs> you know? Yeah. It would zigzag to it, so. Yeah, just knowing how to fix the challenges was everything. And also reminding myself that even if I had the worst day and I didn't accomplish anything, I still grew 1% from the person I am today to the person I was yesterday. Yeah, and like, I guess for me, like, what started building my confidence was my capacity to outwork everybody, that I just wouldn't quit. Like, no matter what, it just didn't yeah. matter. When everybody else would stop, I would keep going. And I knew what was now impossible for them was now possible for me. So I set myself apart from the crowd because I knew I was willing to do more. Yeah. And with that being said, hard work's not the only factor that goes into all this entrepreneurship and whatnot, but it was the starting point that said, I am willing to do more. That's why I will have more. So it kept me apart from everyone else. And so I thought it was okay if I think a little different because I'm willing to do more than everyone else. Yeah. So, yeah. So with all this, now that you're, the people are getting this set up, how do they track their goals to maintain motivation, this drive and strive to keep going? Like, what do you use tools? Do you journal each day? Like, what is your thought process to do that? So with goals, every single year, the beginning of the year, I set year goals. And those year goals might come from my overarching goals that I had set for multiple years. So pick my year goals and I put a number, a time, and a date that I want to achieve the goal. With that, then I decide, okay, is that going to be a short form or short term goal? Or is it going to be a six month goal? Or is it going to be the whole year goal? And then after I do that, I pick the three month goal and take that and decide, okay, what are the action steps I need to take? to achieve those goals. Then I look at the six month and then I look at the year. And I divide that throughout the year to tell myself, okay, these are the small achievements I need to reach every month to eventually finish that goal completely. And that is how I usually create the game plan for my goals and then achieve my goals. And then every day I write down my to-do list. I have to say blocking my time has saved my life. In college, I could not have a day where I didn't have a blocked time. If you guys don't know what that is, it's basically a blocked schedule of every single hour, you know exactly what you're gonna do. Even if it's you eating lunch, you just plan you eating lunch and that is it. It's because you're setting the expectations of what you're gonna get done for the day and this way you're not wasting time thinking during the day of what you're gonna get done. I used to spend hours sitting at my desk thinking, okay, what do I have to do next? You can't imagine how much time you waste just thinking like that. Yeah. So having a game plan also makes yourself feel confident because I used to be crazy. I would set the game plan for the week so that I knew that, okay, if I work on a little bit every day, I know it'll be done by Friday. I know it. So just having that set and scheduled, it gave me the confidence to know, okay, I can achieve that because it's in my schedule. I know the steps and I know that with the time I can achieve it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think for me, 
I don't really start my goals by thinking about the biggest picture I can see out, like whether it's a five-year or a 10-year plan or something like that, and start working my way back until I see problems or areas that I may endure, then I start building action steps to those pieces. That's really cute. <laughs> I'm also just thinking because last week, Chris told us about his how he views things. And when oh, yeah. Chris is just staring into space, he will literally, he told us on the last episode that he sees third three, person third, view. third person view, yeah. That is something else. And that's basically what you're saying you do for- Yeah, and that's why I may stand there and just stare because, and then you'll see me, I'll stare off for a while. And then once I get to where I cannot remember anything else, I have to break out a whiteboard. So <laughs> next door to oh, our podcast gosh. room is a full room of whiteboards that I have thoughts written on. And it only makes sense to me because that's sort of how like, you know, like a crazy man that's tracking somebody down or something. They got their little dungeon with newspapers everywhere. That's like kind of what it is. It's all my thoughts laid out that way I can interpret the storyline again and just so I can run through it mm -hmm. and internalize and see what problems do I see. And, you know, whether I saw them or not, we'll run through them. As long as the end goal makes sense for us to keep going for, that's how we'll push through it. Yeah. Okay. So do you have any role models or mentors that played a crucial role in your journey? I would say my parents. My parents have always been there for me. So growing up, I did acting and modeling and my mom was just the complete role model for that position. She was always beautiful and always spoke really clearly and eloquently. And I wanted to be just like her. And she was like, I wanted to be a model. And I was like, I want to be a model too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then she got me into it. And then it was kind of just like, she was my momager. We hung yeah. out. We got to spend time together. And she kind of gave me a glimpse of what the work life was like. And she was my role model in that way. And then my father, as I went to college, it was more of a business perspective role model. And he is a life coach business coach so he knew exactly where to lead me and everything and we would make jokes like he would be like okay what you're doing right now is exactly what i had planned for you good job and i'm like what plan do you have <laughs> for me i don't know this plan what is this 10-year plan you have planned? <laughs> like i didn't understand so he's definitely been a role model he always set expectations for me and showed me exactly what it's like to be a businesswoman and run a business and be an entrepreneur, so. I think, yeah, a lot of my stuff spawns from childhood as well. Like, I would say my parents were great role models, but they also, like, what they actually did for me growing up. So my mom was like the rah-rah, the behind you, like, go for it, it'll work, it's fine, just do it. Then my dad was always like, you'll probably fail, you can try for it, but just know, you know, you can always step it up, step it up, step it up. So anytime I did something, he's like, yeah, you could have done it this much better. It was always like he never let me reach the ceiling, right? Like I was always had to push more. Sorry, Dad. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like, you know, if, if we were loading up lumber or anything, he's like, yeah, I could do about five times that in the same amount of time. I'm like, okay, got to push harder. And then my brother was sort of like the naysayer for me, right? Like the peer that was sort of like antagonizing you all the time that saying, oh, you won't make it, you won't make it, you might make it or whatever. And he's just pushing on me. And I don't know, you know, part of it's, it created who I am, you know, whether he was meaning it as an intentional negative or it's just, you know, harassing his little brother. Either way, to me, it was real at that age as a kid. I was like, okay, I've got to prove something all the time. Yeah. So it helped create me. But once I got out of that mindset as from a child, I had to start hiring mentors. And that was a huge thing because I didn't have anybody. Nobody in my family, none of my peer groups. Everybody said, don't hire a mentor. Why would you give those gurus and scammers your money? Which was crazy because even my parents, you know, I know they went through mentorships, but it's different whenever they're thinking about, I guess, their kid spending money and things. 
and the dollar amounts mm-hmm. nowadays seem to be a lot higher. You know, inflation's mm-hmm. real. <laughs> yeah. So, it, but it was a mandatory thing, and I'm glad I made the leap whenever I was 19 to get my first mentor, and I've had multiple since then, but it You're was 19? required. Yeah. You were just a little bean. Just a little bean. <laughs> Yeah, and it was, a, but it was a good, good learning curve. Yeah. And I, I would uh, suggest anybody take a leap, whether it's inside your field of expertise or what you want to be your field of expertise, or it's just a life coach. I prefer somebody that's got some middle ground that has been in your industry and a life coach, because you know your personal growth is huge for accomplishing this. If you, you can have all the knowledge in the world, you can watch all the YouTube videos and whatnot and figure out all of it. But if you can't ever take the action steps, can't ever move because of fear of loss or or whatever's going to happen, or you know someone that was uneducated. You know, that didn't have the life you wanted, told you it's a bad idea, and you listened, right? Those are all problems that will stop you from succeeding. That's why life coach is so important. And, uh, just like I went to a B&I meeting this morning, there's there's like always a business and life coach there, even whether it's your local area or yeah. a national guy, whatever it is. You know, you need to find who fits with you and make sure your ideologies line up and let them help drive you forward. Mm-hmm. It's necessary. Yeah, if I didn't have my dad, I feel like I probably would have ended up either in therapy <laughs> I used to joke, I was like, Dad, you're my therapist. <laughs> therapy or getting a life coach, a business coach. It's, it's entrepreneurial yeah. therapy. Like it's a, it's a learning session that you have to learn how to control yourself, your own emotions. Because yeah. you will stop you before anybody else does. Or understanding people. Like before my dad introduced me to DISC, I had no idea what anything was. Like I didn't understand how to communicate to the people around me or why people were acting the way they were, especially in the business environment. Yeah, absolutely. So would you have any other advice for someone that's looking to get a mentor? If you're looking to get a mentor, I would start with someone that, like we said, is a life coach, a business coach, someone in the middle because they can guide you kind of in the direction that you're looking for. Even if they think that it's not them completely, they'll lead you to someone that maybe is in your industry that specializes in that. Like not promoting Andy Elliott, but we are going to one of his one-day events, or I guess it'll be a two-day event, but same thing. He's talking about a particular genre or industry, but at the same time, he's also got a ton of mindset strength and things like that as well. So he's not saying he's the guy to go to, but people like that who also, they built their own journey and they know what needs to be translated back to you, right? He'll go through a lot of mindset and things like that, but the problem is with something like that, it's not repeat. So you go to a one-time event, you're all jacked up and rah-rah, and then two weeks later, you're back to the same old dump you're already in. So Chris, there's a way to change that. So a lot of people are like that for any event, regardless what it is. Yeah. They think of all these great ideas, are super motivated, but they don't write it down. They don't continue the enthusiasm that they have. And the way to do that, sorry to say it, but you gotta journal. Either journaling or even just talking like to a recorder. Like, just talk to a recorder. Put it out there. Put it out there so you remind yourself of your goals, how you were feeling in the moment, how you can kind of change how you're feeling. Because if you're feeling really down one day, then writing down all the things you achieved definitely will make you feel better. I promise. <laughs> yeah. Your dad actually created a, a document that, you know, that most of his students look at daily mm-hmm. to keep that built back up called the Maverick Manifesto. Yeah. Can we attach that or anything? Cause it's, the Manifesto, it's, yeah. Yeah. It's a pretty awesome little thing Go to, to get you. Go to the show notes. It'll be there. Yeah, because it's uh, it's powerful, right? It gets mm-hmm. you. It reminds you of who you were Wanna and be. yeah, and w- what you wanted to accomplish in that moment. So you're like, that's what I set out to do, and why did I stop? And it yeah. brings you back to okay, this is what I'm going to do. Now I'm driven again. Let's rock and roll. Yeah. It takes away a lot of the excuses and internal chit chat. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> All right. 
What projects are you currently working on? And how do they relate to your journey overcoming the chit chat, the doubt, and all the issues internally? So obviously I've said it many times in this podcast so far, but I always wanted to be an entrepreneur. I was like, I don't want to work for anyone else. I want to work for myself. And <laughs> having some kind of program and coaching program was definitely part of it. And so far I have in the last two weeks, I've been able to accomplish a social media package and have a list of clients so far. So I'm super excited for that. And then it's probably going to lead into some kind of ongoing continuity where I communicate with the students ongoing. And I definitely at one point didn't think that was possible. At one point in my journey, I doubted myself, but then as I looked at it and as I looked at what the opposite life would be, I considered what happens? I just decide not to do it anymore. If that's the worst that happens, then I'll try it out. Exactly. I'll you can always go happens. back to the job yeah. or a job. <laughs> the it's job the isn't same. gonna go anywhere, but the opportunity that you have today of starting your own business is today. It will disappear whether you're gonna get older and you won't be able to move the same. You that's might right. go Warren Buffett's got all the money in the world, right? But if you were to ask him if he wanted to be twenty five again and be have the opportunity yeah. to do it all over, I bet you'd say yes. Yeah. So it's, it's that piece, like, you don't get to go backwards. The best yeah. time to plant a tree was yesterday, right? Oh, Christopher. <laughs> but on top of that, I've always wanted a podcast. We started a podcast together, and I am having so much fun with this. I hope you guys are too. <laughs> and what else? Oh, we're starting another thing together that we mentioned that we're going to launch next month. We can't tell you guys yet. Surprise. But I'm super excited about that because... I know we don't really talk about relationships just yet in this podcast series, but we're going to get into it eventually. And relationships is something that I always dreamed about. I always wanted to have, I always told my parents I wanted to have their relationship. I wanted to marry someone or be with someone that was just like them mm -hmm. and seeing how cute and kind they were to each other and growing a business together. That's exactly what I wanted. And now I have it with you, Christopher. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> But that is definitely something that I didn't think was possible, especially because it wasn't exactly in my control. No, it's not. I mean, yes, it is, but it's because you don't get to dictate it. So it's not, a, yeah, you don't have a full control on that piece. Right. And also people don't understand how much repetition it takes, right? Like, you know, you think you're just going to find Mr. Wonderful on one or two dates, right? Like the same thing, getting leads and stuff. It takes some volume. Mm -hmm. You may have to go on 50 dates, 100, whatever it is to get what takes you're building after. building the relationship, seeing what's there. Yeah, and realizing what do you actually want. Same thing with business. You may start a business oh. and realize, this was horrible. Then you reanalyze it like, okay, is it just the way I'm working with the business or communicating with my partner? Or is it, no, we're just not compatible yeah. and I'd like to go another route? Yeah. So, yeah, I learned that very young. I dated a guy from 15 to 19 and realized, yep, that's exactly what I don't want. <laughs> but then I actually ended up writing down the exact person I wanted and somehow, boop, I actually got a hold of that piece of paper and I was like, okay, check that box, check that box. All right, we're good. Did you? <laughs> Christopher. <laughs> but yeah. So on top of my social media stuff, I'm also going to mention that I am growing my platform on TikTok and Instagram. So you'll get business advice, mindset advice, relationship advice on all those platforms. And the handle for that is at socialcat, social underscore cat. So if you want to follow me there, you can, but also 
Obviously, follow the podcast, support us at NYC Meets Bama on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. I think that's it. And podcast, obviously. <laughs> that's it. We're going to drop the Maverick Manifesto for you, and I think that's about all we're going to go through today. I hope that was enough for you to respond back and look at, reflect on your own life and current situation and actions and decide how you need to move forward and don't take a step back. Just yeah. let's keep pushing forward on it. Take it away. Piece mm-hmm. by piece. Yeah, there you go, kids. <laughs> all right, you want to wrap us up? Yeah, I mean, like I said, follow us on all the platforms, and we post every single Friday, so we'll be back next week with a unconventional way to grow your business. All right, see you guys next week. See ya. Bye.